Hi, and welcome to the Postal Affairs Podcast, your source for the latest news on postal and mailing solutions, featuring your host, Alex Murcia, and Director of Postal Affairs, Bob Schimmick. Welcome to our Quadrant Postal Affairs Podcast. This is a recording for the week of January 21st. This is your host, Alex Murcia, and I'm here with our Postal Affairs Director, Bob Schimmick. Hi, Bob. Hello. How's the new year treating you? Uh, so far, so good. I can't complain. I hear we have a full agenda and, um, you know, with the new year, we've been shut down. The government has been shut down for a few weeks. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how this is affecting the Postal Service. Sure. Uh, and that's actually one of the things that I've been getting some questions about is, you know, people have been at, I've gotten questions like, so are postal employees getting paid? Because, you know, we know like federal employees uh, missed their first paycheck here not that long ago. Um, and and so um, that is getting a fair amount of attention. But the uh, Postal Service, uh, as many ha have uh, realized, it continues normal operations. Um, they are uh, they are not really impacted by the government shutdown at all. There's there's a there's a couple of areas that we'll touch on that do impact the Postal Service, but really for day-to-day -day operations, they are not impacted. And this is an, another good opportunity to just remind everyone that the Postal Service does not rely on tax dollars. Um, all, the re all the revenue that they get is through the sale of postage. And so even though they are really, you know, kind of part of the government, they really are a standalone, their, their own standalone silo. And so based on that, um, postal employees are continuing to get paid uh, and they are really unaffected by the shutdown. Uh, the other thing, that there is a couple of things though that had the shutdown does have a little bit of an impact on the Postal Service. And, and the first area to note is that the OIG, so the Office of the Inspector General, that is shut down. And, and just a reminder for everyone, really the purpose of that, uh, that part of the Postal Service, the OIG, is to uh, look for uh, fraud, waste, uh, areas where the Postal Service can be more efficient. So um, there is a little bit of an impact there in that uh, the Postal Service could be uh, potentially exposed, even the public could be exposed to fraud, waste, and abuse. The other area that is going to now start to impact uh, the Postal Service as well is the PRC, the Postal Regulatory Commission. Uh, they did continue to operate after the government shutdown for a period of time, but um, they have now, I believe, officially ran out of money. And so as of January 11th, uh, the PRC has, is no longer uh no longer working either. So the impact this could have is that the PRC is the one that has to approve uh, NSAs, ne negotiated service agreements. So if there were any custom agreements that uh, the Postal Service was looking to get established with companies, um, those are going to now be on hold and they won't be able to move forward with those until uh, government shutdown ends. Um, the other thing that this could do for the P with the PRC shutdown is uh, it's going to further delay uh, any of the open dockets and things that are currently under consideration. This, for example, um, 
is the uh, 10-year rate review, which is now on year 12. Um, that will continue to delay and there will be no work on that. Uh, the other thing that more near term could impact uh, the PRC is um, we last podcast we talked about the Postal Service filing their annual compliance report and one of the requirements now is that uh, the PRC now has 90 days to issue what is re referred to as the ACD which is the a annual compliance determination so Postal Service files their annual compliance report PRC reviews all the contents of it and then you know, identifies areas that are either compliant or not compliant with the law and that annual compliance determination is due 90 days after the Postal Service files their report. So with them shut down, that could potentially affect that 90-day window. Um, and one thing that we are looking at now too is any comments from the mailing industry on the annual compliance report were due by January 31st and it's still unknown whether or not that you know with the PRC being shut down if that will be extended because of the shutdown or if they're going to keep that deadline the 31st and you know we'll, we'll have to see you know as of this recording government shutdown is continuing and I would say at this point there isn't an end in sight at least anytime in the near future. Yeah, and since we're talking about the PRC, I hear that they issued their annual reports to the president and Congress. Yes, and that, that actually occurred right before they shut down uh, on January 11th. Um, and so this is another thing that is a requirement of the current postal law that we live under, which is PAEA, which is the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act. And they are, so the PRC is required every year to provide a comprehensive summary of the PRC efforts for the past year. And so um, it it's a, a fairly extensive report. And so just to glean a couple of items off the top, um, one the the top three initiatives that they kind of called out that were the big projects that were worked on over the course of uh, the past year uh, were uh, four major reports, uh, one of them being essentially the annual uh, report to the President and Congress, which is you know, the one that we're just talking about now. Um, there's also the annual compliance determination, which we were just talking about that could be impacted. That's going to be due uh, essentially, well, 90 days, so January, February, March. It's due at the end of March, so then we'll have to see. That'll be another they had issued their annual compliance determination last year back in March. They'll, that same thing will be going on this year. Uh, another bigger report that they do is what is referred to as the 10K report, which um, is a report that they issue around the Postal Service finances, which we all know the Postal Service finances do not look good, which is always the continuing discussion around the need for postal reform. And then the fourth report that they noted as far as being a bigger effort is their fiscal year 2017 annual performance report and fiscal year 2018 performance plan. And so those were kind of the big reports that they worked on over the past um, the past year. Um, 
the two other big ticket items that they kind of call, I, I think are worth noting, which I've already mentioned earlier, is that they have continued to work on the 10 year rate review, as I noted, which is now on year 12. So we're gonna have to wait and see if we end up getting an answer on how the Postal Service or PRC wants to move forward with that. There had been a lot of speculation that with the, uh, the presidential report now being made public that that would help provide uh, the PRC some, I don't know if motivation is the right word, but initiative to move forward with it. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We also discussed last podcast that, you know, the PRC is now up to five commissioners. Um, unfortunately, as noted, uh, they got up to five commissioners and then they had to shut down because of the government shutdown. Um, and then one of the, the other big item that they noted, and it's something that we also covered on the last podcast is they issued their final decision on, uh, on competitive products and what the appropriate share should be. Um, as we discussed, uh, that they have a new formula that they will be using on an annual basis to calculate what the appropriate share should be, which, you know, for this year is going to end up being 8.8%. But uh, in reality, the actual contribution of competitive products is significantly more, if I remember correctly, it's near 24%. So that is not anywhere not anything that the Postal Service, I think, has to be uh, concerned about. Uh, they also noted providing, one of the other things that the PRC noted is that they provided input into that presidential task force report and provided background information for the, the task force that worked on it. So overall, that report uh, that was submitted to Congress and the president is 61 pages long and, and, and a fairly extensive report, but that's kind of the high-level summary. Great, thank you, Bob, for that update. So our next story has to do with the American Postal Workers Union, which the American Postal Workers Union and the USPS uh, seems to be unable to reach a contract a contact agreement, right, Bob? Correct. So um, technically, their contract expired actually back in September of 2018, and um, if we if we go back in time, uh, the APWU actually started negotiations with the Postal Service actually in July of 2018. And since then, there's also been four extensions of negotiations to try and reach a voluntary agreement. And um, this is also another thing to point out is that since the re reorganization of the Postal Service back in the early 70s, postal unions are not allowed to go on strike. And so the next step when they're not able to reach a voluntary agreement between the union and the postal service is for them to go into what is called binding arbitration. So they identify and select an arbitrator. Uh, arbitrator listens to both sides as far as what's being asked for and what's being desired. And, and then they come out with a decision and that essentially that decision is final and and there's nothing that nothing more that can be done about it and that's essentially the agreement for generally it's usually a two or three year agreement that ends up coming out historically binding arbitration has been very successful for the unions um, so much so that even in proposed postal reform legislation um, 
there has been talk of putting wording in there that arbitrators need to take into account the financial position of the Postal Service when making decisions on what types of pay increases and, and those types of things that should be done. And so we're going to have to see how all this plays out. But I know another thing that has recently come up and 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 talked about when it when it uh, is in the presidential task force report uh, also called out that uh, one of the things that might need to be considered is to uh, more align postal employee pay with federal employee pay. And so that's one thing federal employees do not have the ability to do binding arbitration. And so since uh, the since binding arbitration went into effect back in the early 70s, that's been a very good thing for the unions. They've been able to uh, grow uh, their pay and benefits beyond that of federal and normal other federal employees. And one of the things that the task force called out is should there be a alignment there? You know, I know one of the things that Trump even mentioned is that uh, for 2019, federal he has proposed that federal employees' salaries will be frozen and they won't see any increases where, like with the postal unions, it's not uncommon for them to get the cost, whatever CPI is, they usually get, I think it's either two or three increases a year to account for the cost of living increases plus additional pay increases on top of that. And so, you know, where they're getting additional pay increases, you know, like in this year, it looks like federal employees won't see any increases at all. Makes sense. Thanks, Bob, for the update. So for our, our next and last story, uh, during our last podcast, podcast, we noted that Postal Service uh, filed their annual compliance report, and we pulled some additional interesting pieces of information that Bob would like to share with you. Sure. And and these are just, you know, kind of interesting trends that we've been watching uh, taking place. It's going a little bit more in detail behind into the report. I know there's we covered it at a high level last time. One of the things that's interesting is watching just the number of collection boxes that the post essentially the, the blue boxes that uh, that you can drop mail into. The number of collection boxes has been decreasing and continues to decrease. So uh, in the annual compliance report, it noted that it dropped from 146,252 the previous year down to right now it's uh, down to 143,977 boxes. So that's a decrease over the past year of 2,275 blue boxes that are, are no longer in service. Um, another thing that's interesting is the number of post offices in suspension has dropped significantly. And so this is something that actually goes back uh, to the 2016 PRC annual compliance determination. And that is <clears throat> the PRC had identified that the number of post offices in suspension has been continually increasing and growing. And just uh, provide a little bit of background. When a when the Postal Service puts a post office in suspension, generally it's because um, something 
you know, something happened to the building, such as a, you know, hurricane, wildfire, wildfire, those type of events. It's not uncommon for the Postal Service to put a post office in suspension if it's been damaged by a hurricane or, or if it's at risk of uh, wildfires, those types of things. But what the PRC has noted is, is that um, they haven't been, there's been a growing number of them and there is kind of an inuit insinuated that the Postal Service, instead of going through the lengthy process of officially shutting down a post office if they wanted to close it, they were just using this emergency suspension process to essentially shut it down permanently, even though that's not what its intended use was. And so um, back if we go back to 2016, the number of post office in suspension was at 662. Um, that number then dropped in um, in uh, 2017 down to 319 in suspension. So after the PRC called it out in their annual compliance determination in 2016, clearly the Postal Service started working on that. So they that's a re they reduced the number of post offices in suspension by 343. Now if we look at 2018, that number has dropped again. Uh, another 69 facilities uh, came off that suspension list. So now uh, the Postal Service is down to only about 250 facilities that are still on the list uh, and still in an emergency suspension. Um, one of the other things that we uh, was noted is around service performance. Um, we talked at a high level that service performance was not as good as the previous year. What we didn't mention is that in the in the report, the Postal Service noted that they did not meet any of its targets for the market for any of the market dominant products. So all the delivery performance, um, not not a single one of the products actually met what they their targets that they had proposed. It was noted that natural disasters. Uh, such as the wildfires and the hurricanes, definitely contributed to the delivery challenges. The Postal Service also uh, did a network-wide job realignment, which I guess I was not aware of this until I read it in the report. And that, so they accounted, essentially what's going on is they noted that um, the number of first, the amount of first-class mail continues to decline. That's not surprising. It's been doing that for years and years. But we also have been seeing double-digit package growth and the fact that every year the Postal Service adds a million, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a million new delivery points every year. And so one of the things that they did was this network-wide job realignment was to better align labor uh, to where mail volume is and part of that process requires the them to go through the union bidding process so union employees can bid for the the new positions that and things that they moved around which that bidding process limited their ability to quickly normalize operations now they noted you know they they have now completed that network wide uh, job realignment and noted that as they look ahead now to this year, 2019, that this the changes that they made last year will definitely benefit operations for 
the year that we are currently in. And then the final thing I just wanted to call out uh, very quickly is that they also reported that the total number of accidents uh, decreased, actually decreased by 3.5%. So that's always good to hear and good to see. And one of the other things that as we watch the Postal Service's finances when we report on them, uh, one, of the, one of the big swings in the numbers is always workers' compensation. So uh, if they can decrease the number of accidents, um, also that will have an uh, help workers' compensation and, and the amount of payments that need to be made in that area. That is great, good news, Bob, that the accidents decreased. Yep, definitely. So uh, that's, that's our episode for today. Our next episode will be on the week of February 4th. If you would like for us to cover a specific topic or if you have questions, please email us at postalaffairsatquadient.com. To all of our listeners, thank you once again for turning to the Quadium Postal First podcast. And thank you, Bob, for the update. Talk to you soon. All right. See you later. <laughs>